Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How's it going? We doing alright? Everybody staying out of that rut? If you listened to last week's episode, I know it was a little all over the place, but I think it um, really got the point across that I was trying to make with how important it is that we not only know how to get out of the rut, but how we avoid getting in it to begin with. So, um, actually got quite a bit, a lot of, um, good feedback from people that I talk to in person a lot. So I did have a question about emails. Um, and I got that through Instagram. Thank you for bringing that up and actually making me, reminding me I need to talk about it. When my, um, accounts all got hacked a while back, it's been like, what, a year or so ago now, um, all of my emails that had been sent from a long time ago came in as marked or marked as red. So I am still trying to filter through all of those to see what I've seen, what I haven't seen, try to respond back to people. But honestly, I just looked again this morning. I still have like 400 emails that I have not made it through. So I am so sorry. I thought I was really good and, um, in a good spot with it and caught back up. But clearly, I am not. So, I'm working my way through them. I'm very sorry. I will get to them um, soon, sometime. <laughs> you know, just finding time uh, to, to do the things. But we, we'll make it, I promise. So, so everybody, we're, we're, we're getting through things. We're making things work. Everything has been a bit crazy, I know. Um... We survived retrograde, we talked about last week, but I did say that I think the effects were going to hang on for a couple weeks, and I think they're starting to subside here anyway. Um, For the most part, it's been great, I mean, compared to what I had been going through with, you know, um, the incident in the parking lot at work, and just a whole plethora of fucked up crazy shit, but uh, we're we're getting there, things are going a little bit smoother, a little bit better. update on the cat. I think she finally left yesterday. We, um, had help. So I reached out to the community because our local, um, I guess you would call it animal shelter. They're supposed to also be like the animal control for the city. They're called Paws and Claws and they're wonderful people. I love them. They're, they're just great people. We actually, um, set up a donation box in the store I did this couple years ago. We had a lot extra pet food. So I, set up a donation box in the store to, and then put like a bunch of pet food up front at the entrance, trying to get people to buy it and then donate it to Paws and Claws. That way we could kind of, uh, make some sales and get those bulk items out of the store, which was great. And we kept that box up ever since. I finally just took it down like last week because we need a new box. It's, it's pretty rough looking, but the point is these are great people and they do amazing work, but they were not able to help us with the, the cat. They said once we caught her, they would take her, but they weren't willing to come and actually get her, which I get it happens. So, um, we did have somebody bring us a live trap and this little cat, let me tell you, I named her Luna, by the way, I think I told you guys that she is smart as fuck. I don't know how she did it, but she would get in there and take the entire pack of food or whatever we'd put down, eat all of it and not set off the trap. So we're like, all right. After like a week of this, we finally got smart and realized she's not heavy enough to set off that trap. It's a big trap. So we got a smaller one. The bitch did the same thing. She got in there and ate every bit of the food, took it out, took the packet of food out, the catnip, everything. 
chopped number one off. So we thought, okay, we're going to dump it, the food, down on the floor of the trap. Like, not on a plate, not on a container where she could pull it out, but just dump it straight so she had to step on the, the, whatever you call it, the trigger, to actually eat it. Yeah, she ate all the food and didn't set it off somehow. I don't know. It was crazy. Um, she continued to set the alarm off at the store. Things were just crazy. And she even got the catnip out. She found the scratch boards and got the catnip out of them and had a whole ball all over the floor. So, yesterday I decided to open the back door because I had to do some cleaning out of the store anyway. I was moving a lot of the carts around and I think she got out. Because I didn't see her the rest of the day. I tried to look for her. Um, my assistant manager came in this morning and said that there were no messes anywhere. The food was not touched. Didn't look like she'd went in the litter box again. And she wasn't seen anywhere. And the store alarm didn't go off at all last night. So I think she finally got out. I'm sad that she went out in the cold. But I think she's going to find her way back to her home. So that's great. Because um, we've not seen her around the store either. So on the outside. So... I think she finally made it home, so that's great. We are, we're good. This guy's gonna claw some wood things while we talk because that's what she likes to do to be part of things. Oh, she's gonna do bad things while we're in here. So if you hear a big loud crashing noise, it's because Sky has decided she wants to get in the show while her brother's not here because Brady's been um, hanging out and staying in here a little bit. So, but anyway, um. Yeah, so that that's where I'm at with the cat situation at work. Uh, so, I do want to share this with you guys. I don't know if you guys listen to Morbid podcasts at all, if you guys are true crime fans, but on there, I just happened to hear them talking about, and this is like the third person I've heard here in the last like two or three weeks talk about this, so it's something I'm going to try. But when you're lucid dreaming, they say that you're supposed to um, ask people in your dream what date it is, like, what's what day and time is it? And so, Helena had done that in her dream, and she said everybody just kept getting mad at her in her dream, and she would ask them, or they'd be like, you're not supposed to talk about that, or whatever, and so now I can't wait to lose her dream again and ask um, the date and time. So, uh, if you guys do it, please, please, please let me know how that goes. I um, haven't really been able to lose a dream lately. I don't know what's happening. Sometimes it scares me. Sometimes I enjoy it. It just depends. Um, if I'm doing it with a focus, like astral projection, I'm great. If I'm doing it where I don't mean to do it and it happens, then I don't love it. Um, I just had a bad experience with it. And so, for some reason, I'm just having a lot of trouble getting there again. But it's fine. You'll have that. Um, but if you guys do try it, please let me know how it goes. Because I really want to know if everybody's having the same experience or if it's just a select few or what's going on. So... Definitely let me know what's up with that. Super, super interested to see how that goes. In the world of witchcraft, let's see what kind of news we have. Um, same, normal, normal. The church of whatever is still hating us. We're all going to hell and the other people in the world think we're crazy. So nothing new there. Um, everything seems to be moving right along on that front. Uh, um, no, in all honesty, like, I, I haven't heard a whole lot out of Greg Locke lately, and it's kind of got me scared, because when he's quiet, that means something bad is coming that he's working on, so, um, 
yeah, I haven't heard any threats lately from him, so I'm kind of worried about what he's working on now, because that man is unstable, and it scares me, but we'll have that. I mean, I don't know. I got my new date book in the mail, finally, uh, the Llewellyn's, uh, date book. Here. Shit, hang on. I'm just talking everything over on my way over there. So every year I get this calendar. The Llewellyn's Witches Date Book. So I have 2020, 2021, 2022, and I just got 2023 the other day in the mail. I posted pictures before in the group. Um, I love this date book because, number one, it's small. I actually get the wall calendar as well, but it's small. But every week has, well, there's just stories throughout the whole fucking thing to begin with. Like, it... It's really great. It has um, the two years calendar split up. And then obviously there's table of contents. How to use it. Working with the new moon. And powerful magic. Um, actually I'm looking at the 2022 one. I think I left the 2023 in the other room. Because I was writing in it. But um, in each of the. Uh, well in the beginning there's like tons of great information. But for each month and each week. There are great little add-in um, stories. And. There's recipes, there's just all kinds of fucking awesome stuff in here. And I've actually learned a lot from here of things that I either wasn't aware of or um, things that I hadn't thought about in that way before. So it's really cool. I got it for like $13, I think, on Amazon. That's shit, I'm hitting everything. That's really not that much. I know it's a little more than some people want to pay for a date book, but. Um, as the year goes on, it does get a little cheaper, so, um, if you get it on there now, it's probably only, like, ten bucks, because we're almost into February, so you'll miss out on being able to use it for the month of January, but it's totally worth it. The first one I got in, uh, 2020, I literally, I got it in, like, July, so, and I think I got it for, like, five bucks, because I had waited so late, but I didn't come across it until then, and I had actually only looked for a date book at that point, because I just spilled coffee on my old one, so, kind of worked out perfect, but it is a really good date book. It's got, um, the overview of the entire month, and then it actually has, like, the breakdown of each week with, you know, the days broke down on there, but, um, there's little add-ins, and they're, they're wonderful, and if there is a Sabbath coming, it is also information about it's included in there, too, and everything's already marked on your calendar, like, the Sabbath's coming up, and all of that, so it's actually pretty awesome, um, if I highly suggest it every time. Anyone who's looking for uh, a new one. We do have uh, the Lunar New Year coming. And Embolic. If anybody is interested. We will uh, we will talk some more about that. So. Today I've got some really fun stuff I want to talk about. And approach. So. Yeah. Hope you're ready. and wet. Well, damp, I guess. Before we dive in, let me just tell y'all. So, we don't smoke in our house. Um, we smoke cigarettes outside because we don't want our house to smell like smoke, obviously. And our children have asthma, so um, 
they don't live with us really. I mean, Brady's staying here right now, but we just have always smoked outside because it's better. But anyway, when it's cold, we have, our dryer vent is literally right outside the back door. So we have two porch chairs that we sit on the porch or sit in on either side of the dryer vent. Grab a blanket around, blanket around us and stay warm while we smoke. It's a great idea. Works wonderful. Except for when you, shit, sorry. Except when you, uh, forget that you just put wet towels in the dryer. So, the air coming out is wet and sticky and hot. And so, yeah, now I'm damp and sticky and hot. Wonderful. Love it. But, hey, no wrinkles in my clothing. So, there's a plus side. Gotta watch out for the silver lining. Alright. Before we dive in, this is kind of where, this is like the, the part that got me on, decided that we need to talk about this stuff today. Social media is fantastic. I use social media on a daily basis. Sometimes I scroll too much, just like anybody else. I love social media. I also hate social media, but I, I like it because I keep, it's my way to keep in ta- contact with the friends that I made when I was out in Arizona a way to keep in contact with family who don't live close by. Um, just to kind of brighten your day with funny things or whatever. I don't like the drama parts, and there's a lot of it, but you're going to have that. So, I'll scroll past it. I, full discrepancy, I will read all 683 comments of a Facebook argument or drama, but I will not be involved in it. And it makes me feel better when I'm done reading it that I'm not involved in those things anymore. I used to be. I used to be one who would thrive and have to throw my opinion in on everything. That was uh, a time when I was still kind of in the broom closet and really not so much, I guess more of the broom closet with people that didn't know me know me. Like, people didn't know me well, but I loved it. I loved being part of it because it made me feel, I don't fucking know how what it did, but it did something that I loved. And now I cringe when I think about it. And... To be honest, when uh, I would look back on the Facebook, like, uh, on this day post and see all my old shit, I would cringe so fucking hard. So that part, I am thankful that my Facebook did get um, wiped out and somebody hacked it and I was able to, and I lost all of it because I don't have to cringe anymore at that shit from, like, 2007, but it is what it is. Uh, Anyway, my point to all of this. Social media and witchcraft can be a very, very good thing, a very bad thing, and a very ugly thing. And I want to explain that a hair bit before we go on because it it all kind of ties together. I promise you, it'll make sense. You have social media where you have people who are very open, transparent, chill, laid back, just loving and caring and and sharing, really, okay? And then you also have that side of Facebook where you have people who are trying to gatekeep. And that's the nicest word I will, um, I have for these people. They get on there and they tell you that you are not a witch, blah, 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 or you're not doing it right, you're not blah, 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 right, or you're not this kind of witch if you don't do this, or you can't be this, this, and this. You guys, I've said it probably if I had a fucking penny even for every time I've said it, I'd be fucking loaded. There's no wrong way to be a witch. So, 
I get very irritated when I get on there and I see people. I would say suggest a post and it will be someone telling people, well, you're not a real witch because you don't do blah, blah, blah. Or you don't know real witchcraft, blah, blah, blah. It's going on and on. And these people have like 2.3 million uh, likes on their posts or uh, millions of followers. And I'm thinking, what in the fuck, man? Like, please, please, please don't listen to this human being. Like, I'm so sorry. Like... It's just such bad advice because they're telling you, you have to do this this way. You have to be this way. You have to blah, blah, blah. You can't do this. You can't do that. You could only be this way. And it's so frustrating because first off, y'all, none of us know every fucking thing that there is about witchcraft. It's impossible. We will never know everything because it is such a fucking huge world. The things go back so far the world of witchcraft literally goes back before we even fucking have dates of shit. Like, before there's records of it. Because our ancestors were very secretive about what they were doing. So they didn't get fucking unalived. Right? And if we are not aware of those things, then we don't know them. I mean, how can we? How can we know everything if we don't even know the beginning of it? We can go back to what history books say is the beginning of witchcraft times, but it's only as far as was recorded. Our ancestors were smart. They didn't record shit back then because they knew it would get them hurt. Okay? So, when we have people now coming on who all of a sudden decide to jump into the world of witchcraft because they think it's the new trend, and I only say this because the one specific person I'm referring to literally just jumped into the world of witchcraft about a month ago and is now telling all of TikTok how to be a witch and what they should do and how they should be and literally gatekeeping the fuck out of everything. And if she's been in the closet and been doing it for a long time, that's great, but you cannot gatekeep. I don't care. If you are 93 years old and have been doing witchcraft since you were a baby, you cannot gatekeep and none of them will. You will not find an older witch who's been born into this and been doing it with family forever that's going to gatekeep because that's just not what witches do. It's not okay. And this is a huge problem because you have younger witches, quote-unquote baby witches, and you guys know how I feel about that term, who are believing everything that they're seeing online and thinking that they are less than or not good enough to be or will never equal to or they weren't born the right sun or the right sun sign or weren't born you know in the right geographical location to be a witch or in the right bloodline and it's bullshit it fucking goes through me so bad so please we have we have to watch out for the gatekeepers okay we have to remember that what we see in these tiktok videos and facebook posts and instagram and whatever other social medias snapchat whatever if someone is telling you don't do this you can't do this you're not this if you're this please scroll on you can watch and enjoy but don't believe everything the world of witchcraft is vastly diverse literally you would have a very hard time of finding two witches who do the exact same things the exact same path follow everything the exact same way and do every little thing the exact same way why because there's so much to it. It's fucking huge. 
It's old as fuck. And there's so many variations to it. Which is a good thing. There's a lot of room for diversity. For growth. For change. For people to just find an amazing path that may be completely unique to them. And nobody else does it that way. But just because somebody doesn't do it a specific way doesn't make them any less of a witch. That's the one thing you got to keep in, in, in mind here. Just because you don't do something another way... Just because you don't do something the way another witch does does not make you less than them. Please keep that in mind. We're all very, very different in great, amazing ways. It honestly blows my mind how wonderful the actual real witchcraft world is because it is full of people from all walks of life. You will find amazing backstories and how people found their calling when they embraced it. I met a lady online a few years ago who was like 70 something when she finally decided to embrace her witchiness. She had been in so many different areas of the world and traveled and always felt a calling to it but never ever went after it. She never embraced it. She never let her true self be until she was like, what I think it was like, fuck, she say 73 or 70 something. I think 73. She was just, I mean, at that point she was like, fuck it. I, I want to live my life and be happy. And she embraced it. And I'm telling you everything that she absorbed as she went around and traveled and learned and, and just saw the world and met people all of it just kind of finally got to her and she was the most amazing woman she had the most amazing stories and she could tie them all back in with witchcraft and she just didn't realize the entire time the world was calling her everywhere she went things were happening to her and they were calling her and she just ignored them for so long until finally at 73 or whatever she finally was like Oh, yeah, this is what I meant to do and be. And she said she was literally the happiest she'd ever been when she finally embraced it. I think she was... So it only been a couple of years at that point. So she might have been 75 when she was talking about it. I haven't... I haven't um, heard anything from her since or seen any more on her. But it's just amazing that it doesn't matter what time of your life that you finally decide to embrace who you are. When what you do, how you embrace it. If you start off small, take baby steps, you just come out flying out of the closet in your face. Here I am, take me or forget me. It doesn't matter because it's your craft, your path, and what you do, it's all that matters is that it's making you happy and keeping you feeling in touch with your craft life, you know? I just get so... I get so passionate about people being true to themselves. I get very just giddy as a schoolgirl when I find out someone is finally embracing the true, their true self and being true to who they really are and just enjoying their life finally because fuck, life is so short, y'all. It's crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, I just want to add this in here. So I've told you guys before, I spent most of my youth knowing what I wanted, knowing who I wanted to be, how I wanted to be, what life I was supposed to be, and I buried that deep down, and I became who everybody else wanted me to be. 
I was Little Miss Susie High School, cheerleader, dance team, flag corps, you name it, I was there. I wore the cute little skirts and the tall socks and the little Mary Janes and toward my senior year I finally just kind of started breaking out a little bit. It took a while but I finally just kind of embraced my darker side for lack of a better word. It really was a darker side. I, um, It's the things that I only ever did in the dark when I was alone. And it was amazing to finally let that that side of me shine a little bit. And I was super scared because you you never know how people are going to react. And after graduation, I was just full-fledged ready to just dive into the world and be me. But I wasn't sure who I was. And Travis really helped me find myself and really embrace uh, the me that I was supposed to be. So I am so happy when I find see somebody else finally embracing themselves, embracing life for who they're really supposed to be, and it's just a great feeling to see people who are different and independent and unique and do the things that they want to do that make them happy, because we don't all have to be the same, even in the witchcraft world. There's so many variations of everything. We do not have to be all alike. You know, it's kind of funny because I was looking on, um, I don't even know what got me here. You know how you get on YouTube, or YouTube, sorry, Google, and you end up down a fucking rabbit hole of some shit, and then an ad pops up, or you'll be looking at something, and a suggested article pop up as an advertisement or whatever. Well, I had, uh, I don't even know what I was looking up, but it popped up and said, um, something, which witch are you? Take the, the Cosmopolitan quiz. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, fuck, here we go. Because now, I mean, I think we talked about this a while back. The entire population of, um, I don't even know what the fuck population. Society and as um, a whole in general. I, I None of that sounded right. I all sound like oxymoron. So let me scratch that. Since witchcraft is becoming very more well-known, I guess. My words are just not working for me today. It's becoming more well-known that there are witches everywhere. And people are seeing it more as a trend, and it's the cool thing to do, and that's the big thing is to be witchy. And, like, you know, you had when you were, like, the Vesco girl or whatever the fuck that was, or the Valley girl back in, like, the 80s and 90s, and fuck, I'm old. Well, now you've got the witch girl, and... It is cool, because fuck, we're awesome, but it's become more of like a a thing to do, or a thing to be, like a trend, right? To the point that Cosmo even puts out articles about witches and witchcraft, and which witch are you? Are you a, <laughs> are you a green witch? Are you a traditional witch? Are you a elemental witch? Like, they name, like, the basic, like, five fucking witchcraft types, right? But it just blows my mind how it's just so I mean for so many years it was just like a quiet thing you didn't talk about and now it's like just thrown out there but good for them good for them for embracing it good for them for you know opening the door for people who may be scared to come out good for them for all of that I mean I don't want people to make it a trend and just do it because it's the fun thing to do I want people to do it because they really feel it and they really feel drawn to it and they really feel like it's their calling but I can't 
you know, I can't make people do whatever, but it made me think, I want to see what their types of witches were. So when I looked at it, it said there was like, I mean, they literally had like five listed. I was like, okay, this is uh, interesting. So it got me thinking, how many types of witches are there? So I searched on Google, how many types of witchcraft or witches are there? And it's so funny because every article was like either Cosmo or um, Vanity Fair or some some magazine or some online thing. And they all roughly had 20 to 25 types of witches. And I thought, you know, th- this is not a good thing, first off. that It's good that they're bringing out witchcraft and making it more well-known and everything and kind of modernizing it as far as like being acceptable but it's not very good for the fact that they're making people think that you have to fit into one of these boxes and 20 to 25 types of witches is very minimal compared to the the amount that there really are and I, I guess you can just kind of throw eclectic as you know the one that basically sums up anything that's not listed as those other you know 20 24 of them so I guess it just depends, but it just struck me as funny that they, they knock it down to these specific ones. You can be any kind of fucking witch you want to be. If you had to label me, I would label as eclectic. That's, that's what I, um, basically go by. That's what I refer to myself as if I had to label myself, but it's funny because when they say traditional witch, what, what what traditions are you following? Whose traditions? Traditions of what type? There's traditional kitchen witches. There's traditional hedge witches. There's traditional sea witches. Traditional element witches. I mean, just, you could go on and on and on, right? There could be a thousand types of witches, honestly. If you really want to get into it, you can literally make a thousand types, honestly. Hands down, thousand, easy, no problem. And that got me thinking. With all the things going on in social media, kind of, you know, making people feel like if you're not this, then you're not a real witch, or if you don't fit into this category, then you're not a real witch, or Cosmos, which witch are you? One of these five. We have a lot of witches that are new, finally coming out and embracing themselves, but they may not realize that Number one, these people are gatekeeping by telling them what's what and what they have to be or they're not. Number two, some of these younger witches may, or early witches, I don't want to say younger because you could be like 63 coming out as a witch and you're not a baby witch because you're not a baby, you're just a newer witch. But anyway, they're going to feel like they don't fit into one of these categories because none of them really call out for what they feel. So they're going to be like, well, I guess maybe I'm just not really a witch. Maybe I'm something else. And then they're going to drop their drive. They're going to stop listening to their gut, stop listening to their instincts. And they're just not even going to embrace their real selves because they felt like they didn't fit into those categories. So maybe it's not witchcraft that they're in. Maybe it's something blah, blah, blah that they prefer. So I don't really, I don't really feel comfortable with that side of it, I don't like that we are trying to um, make it so um, uniformic. I think that the diversity that we have in the witchcraft world is absolutely amazing. I love it. I think it's great to have so many different paths and options and, and things that you can do to be happy in your craft and who you are. 
Um, you could have a focus pass. I mean, you don't really have to... That's the thing. So, these witches, they may feel like, okay, well, this one draws to me more, so I'll go with that. Like, you know, they may be drawn more to kitchen witchery and, you know, like doing a lot of those things and feel like that's the only thing that they can do, that they can't dabble in any other parts of it, and like, that's just not acceptable. You can have a focus path. You just... <sighs> You just don't have to stick to one item. You can dabble with all the other paths, but you can still call... I mean, if you're... If, you know, the main thing that you're into is kitchen witchery. That's what you love. You love being a kitchen witch. You love doing this. You love doing that. And that's what your drive is. That's great. I love that for you. But that doesn't mean that has to be the only side of, of witchcraft that you follow. It doesn't mean that has to be your entire path, your entire identity. You can still do all kinds of other things. You can literally get into any part of it you want and that's that's where the rule breaking comes in I don't like that people who may or may not even be true witches are trying to set rules and boundaries and gatekeep for what other witches can and cannot do and I don't like that at all but unfortunately that's where we are today I brought up Greg Locke earlier because when he started his whole anti-witch bullshit and started his witch hunts, it really drove witches one way or the other. It drove them back into the closet or it drove them out into the open to stand united with the rest of us. And that's great. I love that. Except for the fact that it also drove people out who weren't actual witches or don't really care about the craft world at all. They just want that title so that they can be a part of something. They can be a part of it with us. They can do whatever. And I'm grateful for them to be an ally for us, but I also don't like that these are the same ones who are getting so caught up in the, you can't see me, air quotes, identity of it, that they are not understanding that we, this is not a joke. This is not a playtime. This is not just cosplaying or um, LARPing or whatever. This is who we are on an everyday basis. This is not just something we're doing because it's the cool thing to do right now. And unfortunately, I think that that is what's happening a lot. And they are taking it a couple steps too far by starting to give out limitations or, you know, setting rules when they don't have any, um, anything to back up their ability to do so uh it's their gatekeeping and they should not be because number one no it should be but especially if this is not someone you truly are and you're just doing it because it's the quote unquote cool thing to do right now and it scares me because so many newer witches are coming out or quote unquote baby witches are, are finally embracing their 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 selves and they're finding these people because they're top trending on social media and they're giving some really bad information. So I just, I get frustrated. I just want to try to tell every witch in the entire world to remember that there's no wrong way to be a witch. Don't let anybody tell you what you're doing is wrong. Uh, don't tell you, let anybody tell you you have to do it this specific way or you're not really a witch because that is the opposite of who we are and what we do.
let's take a quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. All right, so I know that may have sounded a little bit hypocritical, but if you think about it, I promise you it's not. I am not against new witches coming out and embracing their their witchy side at all. I'm actually very happy about that part. I am just not okay with witches coming out gatekeeping, period. It doesn't matter if you've been doing it for 93 years or 93 minutes. You cannot gatekeep. It's just not okay. You cannot tell witches that they cannot do this, they cannot do that, blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's unacceptable. So, um, the gatekeeping is a no. Also, I want to throw in, um, I'm not downing any new witches who are coming out and embracing their true selves and coming out and, you know, trying to share it with the world. That's fantastic. I love it. It's great. I'm here for it. I support you. I will help you. I'll be by your side. But unfortunately, the situation we have is that it's a fad right now. Um, has been for about a year or so now. You know, we talk about around Halloween time when everybody dresses up with their friends and they go out and take witchy pictures. And then that's the only witchy thing they do the entire year round. And when Halloween comes again, they change their profile picture to the witchy picture of them. And they're like, yeah, I'm a witch. Only during silence. And then they are not a witch anymore. So we are still getting through this. Um... You know, I brought up Greg Locke because that's the thing. They want to join us. And, and I 100% support people who want to fight with us and be with us and, and be one with us. But not if you're going to be fake and just pretend and then try to get others to follow you and follow your quote-unquote rules. That's not cool. So, moving on from all of that. Um... The thing that we can do, though, once we... (laughs) Let me get back on track here. So, we're talking about how witchcraft is very diverse and we're all different. And we don't have to just have one specific path or we can have one specific path or we can do whatever the fuck we want because there's no wrong way to be a witch. You can make it your own. So, we've talked about this before, but I kind of want to go back because I've gotten a lot of questions lately. Um... In the group and uh, in person and on different um, various platforms. The one thing that I see a lot of is people feeling like they like different parts, but they don't like to be considered eclectic. And that's fine. You don't even have to have a fucking title if you don't want to. It's your craft, your path. Do whatever the fuck you want. If you just want to be a witch, you're a witch. If you want to be a green witch, you're a green witch. If you want to be fuck a tribal witch or a sea witch or fuck I don't know anything you could be anything you don't have to though you could be eclectic I just myself personally if I had to put a uh, title on it I I would call myself eclectic because I like a variety of all things I don't like to focus 
in one specific path. Number one, because my ADHD doesn't let me focus totally on things. I get sidetracked. I see something shiny. I'm like, ooh, I like this. Let's try this. I don't like feeling like I'm in a box um, for any of that. And that's that's fine. You don't have to. You can. It's up to you. It's completely your way. But you can customize your path by taking the parts that you like and creating your very own path. And you can come up with your own fucking name for it if you want. You can literally call it Cassie Witchery. If, I mean, fuck, you can call it anything you want. I just say Cassie because that's my name. But literally anything you want. You can call it Purple Witchcraft. It's really okay because it's your path. It's what you're doing. It's how you're doing your path. Just don't tell others that if they do this, then they're not doing it right. Or that they can't be a purple witch unless they do this, this, and this. That's just not okay. Where we go back to gatekeeping. Not okay. You can create your very own unique path. And I think that's really awesome. And that's what I love about the world of witchcraft. There's no wrong way to be a witch. You could do however you want and it's the the literally the possibilities are endless the little limitless possibilities here the universe is the limit like not even the sky man the fucking universe is the limit because there's so many options there's so many different things that you can be and do and mix together and i really 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 love trying new parts of witchcraft and trying new aspects and doing different things and and having fun with it and and just making it my own little thing and and do it and if I fail or it doesn't turn out the way I think fuck it nobody has to know I'm sure that with everybody but I usually do I tell you guys when to fuck up I tell you guys when oh hey I tried this and it was bad don't do it if you were me um I mean because you do it doesn't make you a witch or not make you one it's just um it was a bad idea so don't do it as in like you're probably going to hurt or something's going to go wrong or blow up or explode or whatever. But honestly, like literally there's, there's just so many options for what you can do. And there's no quote unquote rule book for witches and witchcraft. Yes. If you follow Wiccan very strictly, there are rules there, but if you don't follow those rules, it doesn't make you any less of a witch. Honestly, people ask me all the time if I'm Wiccan and I just, yeah, because it's so much easier than explaining, no, I don't follow Wiccan, but yes, I follow basically all the principles of it. I just have some parts of it that I, I, that just are not me. I don't go with it. And so I do my own thing and that's okay because we are unique. We are different individual creatures, which is why we are so fucking awesome because we have so much diversity and uniqueness and things that separate us from other witches but also make us all very similar at the same time i know it sounds confusing but i mean really anybody who's not a witch is going to be like okay this this chick is fucking crazy she's just talking in circles because it sounds that way because people don't understand our craft our world what we do what we love how we feel all the things just ignore the, the gatekeepers okay do what you want, create your own path, have fun with it, make it your own, take the parts you love. No offense to any Christians out there, but you know how a lot of times when people want to, Christian people want to spew hate against LGBT people and the LGBTQ plus community. They pick parts that they like out of the Bible that they want to use and they ignore the parts that they don't like. Okay. That is bad. 
but if you do it in witchcraft, it's good. And I know you're thinking, uh, Cassie, you're a fucking hypocrite right now. No, I'm not, because we're not, it's not rules of saying, okay, I like this part, which means that I am able to hate other people, and I don't like this part, which means I should probably hate myself. Make sense? Are you following along with me? Okay. And again, not all Christians are like that, but I'm talking like people like Greg Locke, and he's just been on my mind a lot. I think he's... I don't know why. I don't want that man in my head, but he's been, he's literally been on my mind a lot. I'm trying to get him out. I'm trying to like cast him out of my head, but I think I'm just, I think my brain is mentally preparing for a war that is coming and, uh, I'm not ready for it. And I don't think anybody is, but things have just been too quiet for too long. And that's scary when it comes to these kind of men. But also the world is going to shit, so everything's getting scary. So, I mean, you kind of have that too. But anyway, my point, (laughs) I don't even know where the fuck I was going with all that. My point is, you can take the parts that you like of certain paths and ignore the parts that you don't like of it and make your own path. It does not have to be all rules followed all the way through because you make your own fucking rules for your path, literally. Like I said, you can call it the purple path. You can call it the black path. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. Because it is your path. And if you're sharing it with others, fantastic. Just don't gatekeep them and tell them, well, you can't do this. Or you aren't this if you do this. Don't do that shit because fucking, it's, it's not good. But have fun with it. Create a path that you enjoy, things that make you happy. Embrace what is calling you you're the only one who controls your path do not give that control to other people do not give them control over your craft your your life the things you do the things you think the way you feel don't do that because it's going to hurt you in the long run follow your path based on what you want and what calls to you if you don't like this is, this is another part that gets me. I had uh, a younger witch, and, and she called herself Baby Witch, and that's fine. Um, she was young. She was probably, fuck, I think she was 17 at the time, 16, 17. And uh, she was talking about embracing her path and coming out, you know, and really just um, trying to be happy in her life again. And that's, you know, it's great. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help all that but she said you know I love you know the world of witchcraft I love this I'm really happy you know embracing myself but Cassie I don't like to wear black all the time and I was like okay then don't but but witches wear black that's what they that's how you know someone's a witch they wear all black and I just laughed I was like girl no you do not have to wear black all the time if you don't like black don't fucking wear black If you like hot pink, wear fucking hot pink. If you like rainbow colors, wear rainbow colors. Nobody could tell you that you're not a witch just because you're not wearing all black. And it got me thinking, do people wear all black just because of being a witch? Like, they think that they have to? And do people really, like, uh, think that just because someone's wearing all black that they're a witch? I know that, like, you know, when we had the satanic panic back in the... 80s and 90s people thought if you wore all black that you were a devil worshiper and evil and all this other shit but do people really believe that they have to wear all black 
Like, I, I, I'm genuinely asking because I didn't know that that's something new to me, that people thought that they had to wear all black. I wear a lot of black because I just like it. I have had issues with my weight my entire life. I've got body dysmorphia. Black is a very slimming color. I like the way I look in it. I like how I feel in it. But sometimes I do wear some really bright fucking clothes. Rarely. But I do wear different patterns and I'll wear colorful clothes if it's a piece that really draws to me or um, really makes me feel some kind of way. Honestly, like I'm, I'm just, I like black because I like the way it makes me look. And I wear black to work, so like literally all my clothes are black. I know Southern Day West, no laundry, there's like all black and then you see like two little stripes of bright green and like two little stripes of hot pink and two little stripes of like a teal and a purple. And it's my socks. I wear really low cut um, socks that are black, but they have a band around the foot part, like that wraps around like the bottom of your foot over the top of your foot. That's like variety of colors and some are orange, black, or orange, blue, purple, pink, and teal. And it's just funny because you see like literally all black and then you see my little striped socks that are cute. But it's just, that's another thing that gets to me. If you don't like something, that people associate with witchcraft and witches and you know somebody on social media says well if you don't do this then you're not a real witch then and if you don't like it don't fucking do it don't do it say fuck it not for me not my thing not doing it just do you fuck other people's opinions they're not important they're not literally the only opinion that's important and that matters is your opinion does it make you happy if yes fucking awesome do it Embrace it. Live it. Love it. If not, throw it away. Don't do it. Fucking trash it. Scrap it. Moving on. Not doing it anymore. You have to follow your heart and your gut in this craft. In this world. All together, honestly. Your soul already knows what it wants. However, our souls sometimes like to be assholes and, and kind of play games with us, right? So... I believe when we are born that we have pre-settings. We're kind of like preset to uh, what we're going to be, what we're going to do. And our overall, I don't want to say aesthetic, but our overall um, aesthetic, I guess. No, it's not the word I want to use. So that's the word I'm looking for. Our overall persona. Let's go with that word doesn't really fit either but you'll be you'll get what I'm saying when we're born I believe we are preset with this persona quote-unquote of what we really truly are what really truly makes us happy what our quote-unquote purpose in life is I don't know why I'm saying quote-unquote so much I feel like you guys can't see me like air quoting because these aren't actually like words that I I want to this is such a general fucking word. Anyway, the point is... <coughs> <coughs> fuck. Let me start this over. I believe that we are born with these preset concept of our persona. Where it's kind of like our soul already knows where we're going to end up. And who we really are. Our true purpose in life. Our true path in life. Our true whatever. 
but our soul can be an asshole sometimes and play fucking mind games with us and just kind of give us little hints here and there. And like, ooh, you know, that was fun, wasn't it? What if we did that some more? Or, yeah, let's try this. Oh, nope, that was bad. Let's not do that again. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, when I was little, I said, you know, watching um, Bewitched and which is Beeswick and things like that with my mom, I knew right then at like five that I was going to be a witch, that I was a witch, but I buried that shit for so long because I thought it wasn't okay. And my my gut kept telling me, be this person, be this person, be this person. But my brain was like, no, that's not okay. That's not acceptable. And I'm kind of glad I didn't come out in the 80s because fuck a satanic panic, I would have probably been locked away in a psych ward, spent some time up in, uh, we had, what we had here was called Wallbash, that's where you went if you had, um, psychological issues as a child, but, uh, I really think that, uh, my soul was laying down some groundwork of testing me of, you gotta go through all these different identities and, and personas and and uh, like facades to kind of work through it to realize where you're truly meant to be and it fucked with me a lot but it also taught me a lot of lessons it was fun to role play as people throughout my life but I've always been the happiest where I'm at now and being who I am and being just embracing everything and I love it. I love my life. Yes, I complain a lot about little things, but I really truly do love my life. I love my family. My my husband is amazing. Travis is the most amazing man in the world. I have great fucking kids. I have some family. <laughs> um, I, I do have a great family. I, I love my family. Um, there are a few that are toxic as fuck that I keep at um, arm's length, but... If something came down to it and my life was on the line, they would be there in a heartbeat. So I can say that part, but um, I'm very lucky with where I'm at right now in my life. I, I'm at the top of my field in my career um, for what I'm doing, my level anyway. Um, I really can't move up. I mean, I could. I just don't want to. I don't. I don't want any of the. Um, other parts of my career options. I, I don't want to go any further with it. Uh, I don't want to do the traveling parts of any of it. So where I'm at, very happy with my my store is thriving as far as um, sales and things like that. So I'm really happy with my professional life. Very happy with my personal life. My craft life is really amazing because I'm I've just I'm having a wonderful time being the me that I was supposed to have been my entire life but I just found her and embraced her what seems like not very long ago but it's been years but I feel like I had to go through all the shit that I went through to fully understand and appreciate where I'm at right now but I wish I I honestly wish I was started a little earlier but I just I heard the clues and the intuition screaming at me and everything I just didn't I just didn't pay attention 
I didn't embrace it. I just ignored her. So, our soul plays games with us, and we gotta listen to your instincts, gotta listen to your gut. Um, I'd almost bet my fucking paycheck that there's a voice in your head telling you to try something new and different, but you just don't want to because you're a little scared, you're worried what people might think, you're, you're worried about yourself not succeeding in it, so you're scared, and you're never gonna know unless you try. People can eat a dick if they don't like it because you are not here to please anybody but yourself. Um, and if you want to have fun and try a different party of the craft and, and do something different, do it. And if you don't like it, don't do it again. But if you like it, do it again. Like, literally, it's not going to hurt anything to try different things and have fun with your craft and add little things in. And you just got to listen to your gut and your instincts and your... The, all the fucking signs that are out there, the premonitions, things that are telling you to do this and, and trying to guide you in that way. Your spirit guide is trying to like yell in your ear and your gut is, you know, an intuition is yelling in your other ear and you've got your brain saying like, both of you shut the fuck up, we're going to do this instead and overthink everything because I've been there, so I know. Life is just too short to spend it bending to others. We should be pleasing ourselves more in many ways but we really should be living for ourselves and not other people and that is such a big deal when it comes to our craft as well because too often we tailor our craft based to what other people say it should be and I did that for a long time guys I told you I taught myself so much shit by you know, following what other people said and, and trial and error. And when I realized that I cannot go by what other people are saying, then I had to teach myself the correct ways and find myself doing things that these other gatekeepers told me, oh, you're not a witch if you do this, or you're not a witch if you don't do this. But I didn't like those things. That's not things I wanted to do. Those things were not things that called to me or, you know, I wasn't born in a bloodline of which is of my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother, blah, 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 blah. Yes, I do think my great-great-great-grandma, although I traced her back to Ireland, I think she had some fucked up shit going on over there in Witchcraft World, but that's a whole other story. But I felt for so long that people were telling me these things and I wasn't real or I wasn't, you know, this or that because I wasn't doing what they were doing or you know I listened to their gatekeeping it was bullshit so it's your craft to do what makes you happiest so customize it to what you like think of your think of it as going to um McDonald's and you're on the little kiosk where you get to do your own order on there and you don't have to talk to anybody at the window you don't have to go up to the register or order it on your mobile the mobile app on your phone you can literally customize it how you want you want you know uh, a fish sandwich with no tartar, add cheese, add fucking mayo, substitute fish for chicken, whatever. <laughs> I know none of that sounded good or made sense at all, but you know what I mean. Think of it as your order, your specialty order, your path. You're going to customize that shit to what makes you happy, what keeps you going, what makes you feel like you are in your utopia. 
in your nirvana, in your most happiest place ever. That's where you want to be. And only you can decide what makes you feel that way. Only you can decide and, and understand what gives you that feeling. And it just made me think of only you can prevent forest fires. And if you don't know what that is, oh my fucking God, I am old as fuck. So, yeah. But really, though, have fun with it. And make sure that you uh, do what makes you happy. Don't bend to other people. Follow the path that you lead yourself on. That's one of the cool things about witchcraft is there's no wrong way to be a witch so it doesn't matter if you fucking zigzag and you hit every path and then circle back around and go backwards for a little bit on a different path and then cut across and take a shortcut to another path and go back on that one for you can literally have the best times like think of a maze you know the mazes that we used to get on paper in school like when we had a substitute teacher they give us a, a maze to try to get out of and everybody take the one path around you have a few errors where you have to go back around and you always have that one kid who'd always erase the lines he'd do it in pencil first and erase it so that it looked like when he finally figured it out he'd do it in pen and it looked like he did it perfect to begin with which whatever nobody everybody knew what you were doing they could see the eraser marks the thing about your path is being able to go down and explore all those avenues without having to worry about going down the wrong one you could literally go down and see what's happening down there and then go back around and go to this one and you can ignore that one because that has no interest to you at all and then go back around think all the fun that you could have trying out different things and just having an open mind to the entire world of witchcraft without feeling like you had to stay in your lane and do this this and this by a book because the lanes are made up the rules are made up, and the only book is a book that you fucking write for yourself. You're going to have a much better time once you realize all of that. Probably one of the most important things I'd like you to take away from this uh, episode is, obviously, don't listen to gatekeepers, but have fun with your craft. When I talk about customizing it and joke around about being like a restaurant and, you know, customizing your order, it, I'm still being serious. I mean, obviously, you there's time to be serious, but you can be serious while still having fun. You can be very serious and, and very focused on your craft and your path and all of that, but you can still have fun with it. And with life being so fucked up the way it is, we have to really try to have fun, you know? Um, one of the things I like to do that is... Sorry, I had off paper. Um, that is fun part of my craft is I do events, I do parties, I do readings to help people. So that's more helpful than fun. But um, like I did tarot reading at a, a local festival here. I um, did tarot reading and things like that at uh, an after prom. And actually I'm doing it again this year, which I'm super stoked about. Uh, the same school. Um, the county over asked me again if I would do tarot reading and everything. The theme this year is uh, the boardwalk. And they're having like you would go to uh, a boardwalk. I've never been to one, but I've been to, I don't know if you guys have one, but here in Indiana we had uh, Indiana Beach and there was like a boardwalk with different like 
carnival games and you could go to the fortune teller and things like that so that's uh that's what their theme is and so i'm gonna do tarot reading and um, i've done private parties things my thing is though i don't ask for money some people want to be paid for their time and and especially with gas being so fucking expensive their drive when they ask me my price i never give them a price i always say oh just a donation just cover my gas you know I don't feel comfortable asking for money for it. Like, I don't want to be the person like, oh, well, my rates are blah, 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 blah. That's not helping anybody. I'm here to help people. I really, truly believe that my entire purpose in this universe is to help people. And that's why I don't ever ask for money from it. And I've had people try to pay me and I'm just, and ask me, you know, well, how much, how much, how much? whatever you want. I, I'm not going to ask you for it. I'm just, whatever you want to do, that's fine. If you don't want to, fuck, don't do it. But it's your karma, not mine. I live very strictly on karma and filling that karma bank up. Tron actually just had this conversation today about karma and all oh, that. Tron uh, had some issue. Not right on you know, I'll say it. Tron did some not wonderful things uh, in his past. Not anything horrible, but you know, he's he's refilled his karma bank and, and paid for the things he's, you know, things that kids fucking do, things. But I work very hard to fill my karma bank all the time. We're talking about if we, um, if he, he asked me if I saw this video, it was on TikTok, and I said no, and it was on the news. Um, this guy was driving in, he ran over a bag, and he thought that he'd hit, like, a bag of someone's trash or whatever. Well, he got out to make sure, like, there was no animal in or anything, because it was a pretty good thump. It was a million dollars in cash in this bag. And the guy turned it in. And I... I don't know. Travis said, you know, what would you do in that situation? And I said, I, as much as I would love to keep it, I think that karma would bite me in the ass, so I'd have to turn it in. And Travis made the comment of, what if this is karma paying you back for all the wonderful things you've done? What if this is... You know, the universe saying, hey, you know, you've done really great things. You have helped so many people. You've done this. You've done that. You've really worked to fill up your karma bank. Here's, here's your reward. I still don't know if I could take it. I would love it. It would make every bit of difference in my life as far as my comfortableness and worrying about bills and money and all of those things. But I don't know that I could keep it. I think I would have to... To, to turn it in but I don't know I mean I would have to but if even if it was like okay this is a sign from karma I, I don't know I, I think I'd have to just be in the situation see what my intuition is telling me listen to my gut my inst- just I'd have to be in that situation but I really think I'd have to turn it in I'd need a really good sign from the universe if that was supposed to be my karma payback so there's that but yeah so, try new things. <laughs> Remember your karma bank. Keep it fun. Keep it full. But, moving on from... Um, and moving back to adding fun into your craft. Uh, try new things. Try new ways of doing things. Um, remember that you don't have to be super serious all the time. And this kind of goes back to uh, what I talked about earlier with your path. And, and trying different things. And you can have fun with things that some witches may take very seriously... And their path, but you may have a more light-hearted side to it. 
And that's completely fine because there's no wrong way to be a witch. So there's no rules to break or, you know, quote unquote, rule book to, to come. You're not going to get attention. You're not going to get wrote up. You're not going to get, you know, fucking point docked from you. Because there's no fucking, no, all that shit's made up. It's all made up. There's no fucking, you're an adult. So there's no repercussions for trying something new in your path and not doing it the way that somebody tells you it has to fucking be done, okay? Have fun with it. Find your unique style in your craft. Just customize it. Just try it out. Try out some new things. See what you like. One thing I love doing, and I actually think I talked about this a few episodes back, was playing with spells that I've gotten from other people. And we, we literally have just talked about this um, not very long ago, about substituting things that don't feel right for you. Like, I love lavender, and some people do not like lavender at all, so they'll substitute that. So, take spells that, you know, you find in a book, or somebody gave you, or fuck, you find a spell online, and you're like, "Ah, I don't know if I trust this online, but let me put my own spin on it and make my own spell out of it. That's awesome. Fucking do it. Have fun with it. Try different things and see what happens. Journal it, though, so you know, like, you know, which, which way it worked good, which way did not work so good, or don't journal it, but, you know whatever you want to do. I like to journal, especially if I'm going to, you know, play around with some different new things. I will journal it, or in my case, I voice record a lot of it now, because I don't like writing anymore. It's, I'm having a hell of a time to read my fucking notes (laughs) for the episode, so sometimes you hear me pause really long, I'm like, uh, wait a minute, what the fuck was that, what was I, where was I going with that, what was my idea? Because my notes for, um, each episode, a lot of people will write out an entire script, whereas I just give myself a little reminder notes of what I wanted to say or what what idea I was trying to convey. And sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, what was that? And then at the end of the episode, I'm like, fuck, I wanted to say this. So I'll try and work it into the next one, and I just forget by then. That's my ADHD kicking I have medication for it, but I just don't take it like I should. Not a big fan of the way it makes me feel sometimes. But moving on. Have fun with it. Try making, you know, changes that work for you and make you feel like you're more connected or or just make you feel any kind of way that you enjoy. So think of it as, you know, you get a spell and you're just not feeling it or you're trying to make your own spell. Start off with taking a spell that, you know, okay, I found this random one and or somebody gave it to me and I, I just, I'm not feeling, you know, I haven't... Uh, fucking clover in it, let me see how I feel or how it would go if I put yarrow in it instead. Something like that. But go for what you're drawn to. Make it your own. And then when you're really comfortable with how it worked out, then you could put it in your book of spells and you could share it with others if you want or don't. It's fine. It's up to you because there's no wrong way to be a witch. Do what makes you happy and fuck what doesn't. If you're not happy, then what is the point? Literally, like, if you're not happy in your craft, what is the fucking point of any of it? What are you doing? What are you doing? And if you lost your happiness and you're in a rut and you've tried all the things that we've talked about in the past, you've tried the things to stay out of it and you're still going, try this one more time before you leave the craft world. Try customizing your craft. Try putting your unique side of yourself into your craft and and building your own craft start from scratch do the things you want to do I do remember 
very, very, very far back in the very first season of The Basic Witch, I was very adamant with you guys about not putting anything on your altars that is not considered sacred or magical and blah, 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 blah. And I look back and I think, damn, I have changed a lot in the last couple of years just with the little things, little idiosyncrasies that I do. Like, now... I have things on my altar that some people, or me, from 2020 would have been like, oh my god, how dare you put that on your altar? No, I do, because everything that I have is very important to me and very magically inclined to me. I have a little gun on my altar, mostly just because this one is very, it's not loaded, but it is very sentimental because it came from my father-in-law. It's tiny if it's in the palm of my hand. It's literally super tiny, but... It's up here because it's part of the spell that I have going um, to connect with my late father-in-law. So somebody else might see that and be like, oh my god, that is ridiculous. I would never. Like, you're not me, so it's fine. And even me, if 2020 would have been like, oh my god, I would never. Well, bitch, we did. Okay? We've changed. And that just shows you how much you can change and how much your craft can change in just two and a half years. I have grown immensely in those two and a half years compared to who I was back then who literally wrote a script out word for word of what I was saying and read it like now so today we will be doing blah 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 and blah 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 because that's how I talked in the beginning because that's my fake voice I'm just not her anymore I don't use my fake voice unless I'm doing customer service I'm like hey how are you did you find everything okay today awesome all right so your total is 1835. Did you want that bagged? Yeah. I don't like her. Um, she only comes out when she really has to be. If she has a difficult customer. Or she's trying to get somebody to um, see a version of her that she's not. Because she doesn't want them to see the real her. So, I don't like her. Um, I try to keep her pushed back deep down. And I only bring her out when I absolutely have to. Because she didn't make me happy. She didn't make me happy at all. I make me happy now. This this version of me, the real me, is what makes me happy. Not her. 2020 Cassie that you guys saw, early 2020 Cassie, no. I don't like her. And don't get me wrong, I, I still, a lot of the things that I said and did were, were true. And um, everything I said was true. But, like, um, I still have a lot a lot of the same values and principles and thoughts and everything as then, but there's a few things that I have just changed about myself. And that's the great thing about witchcraft and the fact that there is no rules and there's no rule book to follow is you can change. You can evolve. You can grow. You can backslide. You can go back down because you liked it better that way. There's no rules. There's no system there's no tracking and saying okay you are getting a d or you're you know you're failing witchcraft right now because you're not at point a or point blah 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 or you know mile marker 32 it's your path your craft have fun with it make it your own and embrace the things that make you happy remember to take care of yourself also guys i'm gonna throw this out there every time (laughs) Self-care, self-love, two super important things. Cleanse, ground, and center yourself daily. Protect yourself. 
gotta protect ourselves. Most importantly, be free and be happy. What what else is the point? What's the point of doing any of this if it doesn't make us happy? We may have to adjust the way we do things or what we do, but it's gonna be for the better because it's what actually makes us happy. If you go to do any part of your craft and you feel like it's a chore, then that part's not working for you anymore. You need to do something different. You need to change it up. You need to look at what's happening and look at what parts make you feel that kind of way and then try to find a different version of it or try to make adjustments. Customize it, if you will, to what makes you happy. Think of it as going to a restaurant and ordering a sandwich with what you want on it, not with what they give you. And if you, I promise you, if you look at your craft like that, it's going to change so much for you. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, night, week, month, whatever it is, whatever time you're listening to this. I hope that you feel your witchiest you've ever felt when you're done. I love you all. Hope that you have an amazing day. Bless be. Love you. Bye. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How's it going? Everybody doing okay? Yeah. Like, cool. (laughs) It's been a crazy interesting one of those um, here let me smack you in the face until you take your own advice kind of weeks so yeah uh, work's been obviously crazy as normal it's first of the month it always is crazy during that time frame everything's just been kind of weird um, not in a bad way though just different I guess I don't even know how to explain it so I had this whole special episode planned for Embolic. Did everybody have a great time, by the way? I hope everybody got a chance to celebrate. If not, it's not too late. Do something that you enjoy. Um, I had so many plans for things I wanted to do, and life just had other plans for me. So you'll have that. Uh, I really wanted to do a, um, a big episode, like a special episode, but it just did not happen. Um... Way too much shit going on. Um, not, and it's just things that I put off or things that, you know, you know that are going to happen, but you just like kind of hope that maybe they'll wait off or hold off, but no. But I did take some time to, um, celebrate privately. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to light a shit ton of candles. I mean a shit ton, like almost setting the smoke alarm off when you blow them all out kind of candles or kind of uh, amount and just kind of cleanse my mind and meditate and just kind of cleanse out all the old bad stale and bring in fresh new preparing for spring I've not done my spring cleaning like my pre-spring cleaning I usually do a big um, pre-spring clean in my house and go through stuff get rid of things have not had time. So that's on my agenda for this week. I don't know how I'm going to have time, but it's on my agenda. So I have made the conscious decision to, to notate that I need to do it. I just haven't actually uh, figured out how I'm going to do that. But um, I, I really do like to do a lot of um, 
soul cleansing as well. And I am still working on that. So it doesn't have to be all done in one day. We can kind of take our time. So that's good to know. Other than that, it's just been normal crazy shit. Um, it's funny. I don't know how many of you guys actually are on TikTok, but I posted a few uh, videos lately and my friend had made a comment and she was like, do you not own another shirt? And I was like, what, what do you, what do you mean? And she made the comment that she keeps seeing, um, in like three of my videos, I have the same, uh, rock on gold dust woman shirt on. And it's not that I don't own other clothes. It's that I like to be simplistic. I wear black leggings 24 seven, technically. I don't know how many hours of sleep I get, like four, so 27. I, I wear shorts to bed, but I am I wear black leggings all the time. I don't do jeans. I don't even think I have a pair of jeans that fit me anymore. I keep one pair of jeans um, for when I get fat again, or like fatter. I keep that pair. I don't know why, because I never wear them. Actually, I do have a pair of jeans for, my, for times when I'm skinny and jeans when I'm fat. I wouldn't really call... I mean, I guess, like, they're both jeans. I mean, one is just, like, a nice dress, like, not dress pair, but a nice pair of jeans. You can wear anywhere. There's my fat jeans. My skinny jeans are more, like, ripped up and more in style. But I don't wear them because I don't like jeans. I just don't. I wear black leggings. I mean, legging and black capris leggings, but I just like them. They're comfortable, uh. It was funny because honestly, I always thought I was too fat to wear leggings, so I would never wear them. And I would be like, oh my God, just try them, just try them. And I'm like, no, I just can't. So um, I bought a pair and I was petrified. So the first time I wore them, I wore them with like a long cardigan and like a flowy shirt. So it kind of hid my belly and everything. And I wore boots. And I was totally under the impression and feeling that I could only wear the leggings if I was wearing boots. Like, it's the only way that made sense to me. It's it just, I don't know. And one day, I came home, and I took my boots off and put something else on. I had the leggings on still, and I had to hurry up and go back downtown for something. I don't remember what it was, but I'm like, fuck. So I threw on um, a hoodie and a pair of tennis shoes with my leggings, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, nobody's looking at me like I'm a one-eyed monster. I I feel comfortable. I feel good. So I was like, fuck it. And then I got more brave, and then I just never bought jeans again. So, yeah. I just, I love them so much. I used to wear jeans all the time, and now I, like, hate jeans. I don't like the way that it feels on my skin. I don't like the way they make me feel. I don't like to feel constricted. Although I do like my leggings tight, so, I don't know. Anyway, the point of all of this is that I am very simplistic. I have multiple pairs of black leggings, and I rotate them out. Um, I have four pair that I really love for work. Actually, five, because, well, I don't know. Because I bought a pair, but I don't know if I love them yet. So, we'll see. The verdict is out. Jury is out. Fuck, I can't speak today. Anyway, I I have a handful of shirts that I just wear, like, two days. Because I'm only at home and in the clothes that I put on after work for, like, two hours. Three hours, maybe. So... I come home and I'll put a shirt on and it's not quite dirty because I only wore it for like two and a half hours and all I did was literally sit there and catch up on emails or um, write down some notes for, you know, the upcoming podcast or something. 
might like you know maybe dusted or swept or something did a little laundry nothing major so I'll wear it again the next day or whatever but I have like maybe four shirts in my rotation right now just because I find it's one less thing that I have to worry about what am I gonna wear what am I gonna wear what what I, I don't have time for that I wear the same shirt to work black leggings and a black shirt that says DG on it and store manager so when I come home, I like to have the same simplicity because I spend less time worrying about what I'm doing or, or having to worry about, you know, picking out a different outfit or whatever. I'm going to the couch. I'm going to my house. I'm literally going just to the family room. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I may have to run downtown, you know, for something I forgot, but I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm comfortable in my leggings and my t-shirt and normally I have a hoodie on of some sort usually zip up hoodie or my cardigan during the like when it's cold outside I have to have my sleeves covered I don't are my arms covered I don't like having my arms out when I'm out I keep my house on like 67 68 I don't want a high ass gas bill because it's already high enough but I just I don't care how I look in my home I don't care will I do my makeup even if I'm not leaving the house fuck yes I will because that's a whole nother story. It just makes me feel good. But leggings and a t-shirt and a hoodie or a cardigan, I, I'm very comfortable and I'm very happy. So, yes, I do own more than one or two t-shirts. I just choose to not piss with it and try and find something different. I, I literally have a laundry basket on the dryer and it's the same rotation of clothes that I'm going to put on. Then, you know, the next couple days and then, or, you know, throughout the week and then... I swap them out, and maybe later I'll pick up a different shirt or change them out and switch it out. I don't know. But, yes, I do have to wear clothes. <coughs> I just think it's funny. Um, she was obviously joking, but it, I just never really paid attention. It's the same shirt, so. And that's the entire meaning of what I, where I was going with all that, besides, you know, yeah, we're wearing the same shirts. But, it's quite funny, actually, because Elise Myers, um, I don't know if you guys follow her on TikTok, but she was out talking about that where she eats the same foods, wears the same clothes, and just kind of has, like, this fallback routine because then she's able to focus on more important things. And it's so just makes sense. Like, it's just perfect thought process for anybody who wants to be more simplistic in ways that are mundane so that you can be more creative in ways that are more exciting, I guess. But I will say I am the same with food. I will eat the same thing over and over and over again until I'm sick of it and don't want to look at it again. And then I'll find something else and eat the same thing for quite a while. It takes me a while before I get, like, burnt out or something. But currently my go-to is um, for dinner because you guys know, like, uh, Trevor and I don't really cook a whole lot anymore since kids aren't here. But my go-to is a frozen Jimmy Dean's breakfast bowl. The sausage gravy is amazing. It's great protein. It tastes super good, and it's easy, and it's quick, and I love it. For lunch, I get a packet of the uh, deli-style tuna salad, the Starkist, with a packet of just tuna and light water, or light tuna and water, whatever it is. Dump them out, mix them together, and then eat them on crackers. That's what I eat for lunch almost every day now really good gives you that protein boost that you need to get through the rest of the day it's just perfect so life's just easier when you 
have things planned, you know, already set out. Oh, and for breakfast, two streusels. Two hostess seminum streusels. And yes, I know I said seminum. I cannot say that word. Never been able to unless I'm like talking really fast and it comes out. And if I try to say it again, it doesn't work. So they're really good. If you haven't tried them, try them. <laughs> but no, I really did have um, good intentions of doing a special episode this week. And when I got home uh, Monday, because I wanted to do it early, I wanted to do it Monday night and have it come out Tuesday morning for it. But uh, life had other plans for me, and that's fine because you know what happens. Uh, life does get in the way sometimes. But all day I kept telling myself, there's something you need to do. You need to do this. You need to make sure that you are have A, B, and C taken care of so you can do this and you don't have time. And I did not listen literally did not listen to myself and it's kind of fucked up because it's where I'm going with this whole episode today now I know that we've kind of talked about some of this before but something is literally just pulling at me to uh to um to do it again or to you know maybe go in more detail so ooh, should have meant everything here I'm going to uh get a little deep with you guys on a few things here. I'm kind of excited because it's something I've been working on myself personally for a little while. I kind of wanted to talk about it um, about a month or so ago, but I just wanted more data to work with and more of a personal experience before I talked about it in depth anyway. So let's get ready. So you're going to hear a little rustling in this episode, and you're going to hear me pause a few times. I'm sure. I haven't done it yet, but um, I uh, was so engrossed with getting all of the ideas out of my head and onto paper when I was writing my notes and outline for this episode that every time it just came to my head, I just wrote it down, and I didn't put them in any specific order. So I told you guys before, when I do my... uh, notes or outlines for an episode. I don't write a script. I just kind of write down a few words or a sentence or so to basically remind me of what I wanted to say or convey. And sometimes it could be like literally as simple as a one word like Liz. And that reminds me of one part that I wanted to uh, make sure I got across. And I did it in no specific order. So um, I tried to go through and kind of number them so I would know like which where they kind of go here in, in this uh, sequence that I want to talk about. And that normally I would rewrite it if I were to do something like that, but I got sidetracked by some other stuff. And then when I went to go smoke, the moon was absolutely gorgeous. And I was like, well, fuck. Um, yeah, so uh, we're just going to, we're going to wing it. And yeah, uh, and full disclosure, you guys know I, I just don't ever really delete things. I just leave my mistakes and errors and everything and this is the ninth time that I've attempted to start this episode and had to restart because I just got so fucking sidetracked and um space cases it so we're just gonna wing it and if you're hearing this that means that I didn't delete it I had this stuck in and 
I'm sorry for how it may come out or sound, but just stick with me, I promise you, but in the end, it will all make sense, and you will be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I get it, so, I have been trying to become a more mindful soul, and I got that idea from the Mindful Souls box, um, somebody actually just, it, it got started because we were talking about subscription boxes, and I was naming off some, like, different ones, we're talking about just subscription packages in general and we're talking about I think Ipsy is what got us started on that to make up one and um I recently signed Sky up for the meow box which she loves if you guys have any a cat or cats multiple um the meow box is amazing I would highly suggest going through Amazon and doing it as a subscription box through them as opposed to the actual meow box because my friend did a bark box and she somehow was made to um in one of the little tiny boxes you have to check off, you agree to um, subscribe for an entire year for 12 months, and she didn't even like the very first box, and now she's stuck in that program. So, with the Meow Box through Amazon, you can cancel at any time. It's wonderful. Anyway, we got to talk about that, and I happened to bring up the fact that one of my favorite boxes is Mindful Souls. And they're like, what's a Mindful Soul? And I'm like, oh. And I went on to explain everything. I'm like, oh, fuck, no, wait, the box. Let me go back. And it got me thinking that my purpose, my goal, I guess, not really my purpose, my goal is to become a more mindful soul. And every level that I get to that I think, oh, I'm finally where I want to be. By the time I reach that level, I've already set another goal for myself like five or six levels up. So I'm really working on becoming a more mindful soul. And that, that is just entails so many things one of the big things that got me to where I am so far is by listening to the universe speak to me um and by universe I mean a variety of things which I'll explain here in a second but it got me thinking I don't know how many of us really pay attention to these signs and signals and um, I know I didn't for a very long time. I kind of just brushed them off as, you know, a coincidence or, oh, you'll have that, that happens, or that's about my luck, you know. But when I tr- started changing the way that I think, when we go back to the episode where we talked about um, changing the way we perceive things by instead of being, you know, all negative all the time, being like, oh, things really do go my way, or, oh, good things really do happen to me. When we embrace that part, we start opening up our minds and our bodies and our souls to some different um, options as well. So, I just completely forgot where the fuck I was going with that. Oh my god. So, yeah. um, It it got me really opening my eyes to a lot more things and really thinking about how many things that I have had right in front of me and just ignored completely. So, think back. I know this kind of sounds familiar to a previous episode. It's kind of got that same feel, the same vibe. Um, the signs are everywhere episode. It's going to be like a mixture of a part two of that and a part two of changing the way you perceive things. It's kind of like those two episodes got together and had a baby and then had a part two. That's kind of what this is. And it'll make sense in a minute, I promise you. But along my journey of becoming a more mindful soul, I have noticed that there's so much going on around us that we're just ignoring and it's it's 
so many opportunities that we are literally just letting them grow right past us. So, let's talk about that. Let's talk about all of those things. Because the universe has been extra as fuck lately, guys. She is on one. She's been sending signs and signals left and right constantly. And I am tired of missing them. I am tired of just not having the opportunities that I could have because I just wasn't listening. So, let's talk more about that part, right? What exactly is it? Who exactly is are these signs coming from? Well, I opted to use the word universe in this episode because the word universe basically embodies all things and everything that is sending us signs or signals or everyone who is. So, um, for the rest of the episode, I'm going to use the term universe, but it could be a deity, it could be um, a spirit, it could be karma, it could be a lost loved one, it could be um, your spirit guide, it can literally be anybody or anything. Um, it's kind of for you to determine. So, um, it's just going to be based off each sign or signal, and you're going to be the only one who can know what that is deep down inside without, you know, without sitting down and explaining everything to us, and we can't really help you figure out who it is, but you'll, you'll understand, I promise you. Hang hang with me. (laughs) So, there are many forces that are watching over us, and many of them we have no idea about. We are literally clueless on, um, there are deities that we may have never even worked with that are watching over us. I think I've told you guys before about the three witches with Travis in the kitchen, couple years ago happened and he just was just terrified but also calm it's a very weird situation that happened to him and I've I've seen you know the lights in the house I have three balls of light that constantly hang out in the kitchen and I really feel it's them I really feel like they're watching over us and just kind of guiding us and and popping up when they need to get a point across so um, this is nothing new this has gone on forever um, signs and signals have been coming at us forever, you know, these different parts of, you know, quote-unquote the universe have been trying to speak to us for as long as mankind has been alive, we just haven't always listened, and that's on us, but it happens, um, hearing and listening are two very different things, we hear things all the time, but we don't always listen to them, and that kind of goes the same here, because we see the signs, we hear the signs, we don't always pay attention to them or we don't usually take them as a sign. And it happens. I mean, in fact, we spend more time ignoring them than listening to them. So that brings on the question of what is it? Like, what's a sign? What, what you know, how do we listen to the universe or everything else? Well, the universe's language is not quite universal. I wish it was, but it's not. So, it could come in many forms. So, each person, it's unique to each one of us. So, someone may hit all green lights on the way to work. That could be a sign to them or that, you know, it's a signal that something is coming or something is going on or something. It's a green light for something. You have to interpret it your own self. And not every individual sign or signal is going to make complete and total sense right off the bat. You're going to have... to do a little bit of interpreting, you're going to have to do where you put some of it together and just try to 
try to figure out what's happening, but it won't be so hard all the time. It's not going to be a thing where you're constantly just spent trying to decipher these codes and it's like the Da Vinci Code and you can't figure it out. And it all just kind of comes together at the end and, um, or not really at the end, but it, it all just comes together. So, um, again, hitting all green lights on the way to work may be a sign for someone. Um, this actually happened to me the other day, seeing someone that you haven't seen in a long time. So I was talking about an old friend from school. I went to school. I hadn't seen him in a very long time. It's probably been like four years at this point. And I, I didn't even know if they were still alive. I didn't know if they were still around. I didn't know, you know, what was happening. And it just kind of made me um, think about him. Well, a few days later, they came in the store. And I hadn't seen him in forever. I was like, that's just so fucking weird that they happened to come in. And when they came in, they had a shirt on. And that shirt triggered a memory for me that triggered another memory that helped me come to a conclusion of how to help a friend that has really been going through some shit and has been looking for guidance and help. So that was a sign that I really feel like a deity sent to me to have my friend in there that day wearing that specific shirt, which triggered the memory, which triggered the other memory, which triggered the, uh, the help that I, I was able to do for my friend. So it wasn't just a straight shot to there, but it was something that looking back now, I'm like, fuck, that was a sign. Like if I just would have thought, you know, thought about it more, I would have got there on my own, but I wasn't getting there. So the universe, the deity threw a sign at me that triggered all of this. I mean, this happened. These things, yes, will still happen even if we're not paying attention, but when we start paying attention, we start becoming more mindful of things. And this could have been something I completely missed had I just ignored it. But something told me that that person was going to be important. So I paid attention to them when they came in the store because I hadn't seen them in so long. And they ended up triggering this snowball series of events that actually ended up helping someone that had been in desperate need of help for some time. So that is a big thing for me. Um, what actually got me to do this episode this week is one of my coworkers, um, actually the assistant manager for me, um, she, um, pardon me, sorry, real quick, <laughs> so sorry about that, I had a alert text from my kid, normally my phone's set to do not disturb during a podcast, unless it's like my kids or my mom, or the, you know, something super important, as my child, so it came through and it scared the fuck out of me, I thought there was an emergency, but it wasn't, but actually... Fuck, that's weird. That just reminded me. Wow, see, this is a sign. You guys are literally witnessing a sign as it's fucking happening. Bray just texted me and said, Mom, we're getting ready to come by the house. Can you put that speaker on the back porch speaker they want to use? Which, they're using it for work. They literally just stopped by to get it. And just remind me, I have shit I need to get ready for work that I would have completely forgot about because I didn't set a reminder on my phone to do it. So, that is some kind of fucked up signal. Whoa. That's another thing. Um, that just happened literally right there. Like, wow. Okay. I am like a little shook right now. I just saw all this just happened and then a, a, a orb just literally flew right into my lap. I'm about to calm down for a second. I'm so sorry, guys. I should probably delete this and just start over, but I don't want to because this is fucking crazy. Okay. 
All right, so let, let's jump back in. I'm going to breathe a minute. I pause for a second. So what got me so engrossed and so insistent that I do this specific episode this week was my, um, one of my workers, one of my co-workers, Liz, she has been seeing repeating numbers. Some people call them angel numbers. She's been seeing them for quite some time now, last past, well, I'd say like a week and a half. So that's quite some time for me anyway, with my attention span, but she's been seeing them and she constantly points them out and she says she's only seeing them when like a lot of times mostly is she seeing him at work and so I'm thinking I know what's happening she's somebody's trying to get a hold of her somebody's trying to get a message to her and let her know something like something's happening there's that's just something that we can't necessarily help with because we don't know her life and all the details of it everything but um the parts I can tell you about I told her she needs to relax slow down breathe there's a message for her so it also got me thinking, it's crazy that's only happening when she's at work, when she's around me, which means that maybe that's a sign for me too. And then I realized that was my sign to share this message with you guys and get more in-depth about this. Because like I said, we've talked about little parts of this before, but with everything getting so crazy in the world, I think we really need to really practice on becoming more mindful souls and be more aware of everything and really listening to the universe and what she's trying to tell us because we can be in a much better place and so much further ahead of things if we are listening and paying attention and prepared. So back to, um, you know, the things that could possibly be signs, um, you know, just thinking about things can be really crazy, and um, that's fucking weird. Oh, anyway, yeah. So, um, just thinking about things, you can probably go all day long with different things that could be signs and not, but you could also be like, man, I can't think of anything that happens that's a sign until it happens, and you're like, fuck me, that's a sign. So, um, another example I wrote down was, you know, the other day, um, somebody was talking about this and it just made me think of a time I had a sign that was just mind-blowing, but, um, there was something I wanted to buy for a very long time and it was just way too expensive for what I wanted to pay for it. I mean, it was worth it, but I just didn't want to spend that much money on it. And I happened to be going in for something and, uh, they just happened to have it on sale. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy that it just happens to be on sale. Weird, you know, cool. I'll get it later. You know, it was just kind of, I mean, I've been watching it for like a month or two and it was way expensive and then now it's on sale for like a ridiculously cheap price. So I was like, I'll just get it later and I cashed in um, a lottery ticket that I thought I'd won $5 on, but I ended up actually winning $50 on. So I was like, okay, this is my sign to go back and get it. So I went and got it and then it was an error and the next day it was back up to like $99. I was like, okay. The universe wanted me to have this motherfucker. Like, this was... All of these signs came together and was like, you have to do this now. And then I did, and it went back up. So, it's little things like that. And that may sound absolutely ridiculous to some of you, but that's how signs are for me. Those are the types of signs that 
you know, that, that's the language the universe uses to speak to me. Some people have different ways, and that's fine because we're all different. You know, not everything is going to be a sign, but you'll know it when you feel it. Think of, like, you know, all the coincidences you've experienced. There's absolutely no way that they all just happen. They just happen to be a coincidence. I call bullshit. Yes, I believe, you know, sometimes things are coincidence, but not every time. There's just no fucking way that shit happens the way it does just to be a fucking coincidence. Like, you can't, you can't change my mind on my, on, fuck, you can't change my mind on that. That is the hill I will die on. There are far less coincidences and far more signs or signals than anything. Like, hands down, way more. And, uh, it's definitely a sign or a message, uh, or a premonition or whatever you choose to call it when you have this kind of shit happen. Like, it, trust your gut, trust your instincts. It's definitely a sign. You may not know what it's a sign for yet. I've had shit that's literally taken, like, a year, and I'll look back like, fuck me. That's what that was. That was literally warning me for this. And now that I'm doing this new practice, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, I am more aware of what's going on and I'm more apt to pick up on those and notice things faster so I'm not waiting an entire year for something to happen, you know, for me to realize what the fuck was happening or what was going on. So it can be a lot of things and it could be big things. It could be little things. It's really just unique to each one of us. Um... Yours may be something as simple as, uh, you know, the waiter that came over just happened to be wearing a blue tie. And that's all the symbol you needed in life. But, you know, everybody else is wearing, like, black ties and he had a blue tie on. And that's your symbol. That's your sign that you need to do this. Or you need to do that. Or don't do this. Or don't do that. Or whatever the case may be. You're going to feel it. The problem is, is we don't trust ourselves enough when these things happen to actually believe it or follow through with it or do anything with it. We just are like, oh, yeah, well, that's a cool coincidence. Oh, that's really crazy. It's not a coincidence. It's not crazy. It was meant for you. Like, the everything had to happen to make that happen just to send you this, this sign, and you're going to blow it off. Again, not everything is going to be a sign, but you're going to feel it. You just have to learn to trust your instincts in your gut if you're not sure, if you're just ever not fucking sure, then just make note of it and go back later and kind of put it into perspective and see if anything ever came with it. That's what it's like, guys. At one time, it took me a fucking year to realize that something was a sign and I could have just been way ahead of myself. It wouldn't have taken me a whole fucking year to understand or to figure it out. So it's just a matter of figuring out your own language. Um, for lack of a better word. I mean, I want to say love language, but it's not your love language. It's your universe language. That's what we'll say. That's what we'll call it. What's your universe language? Something that we also uh, ignore a lot when it comes to signs is our dreams. All right? They are basically our subconscious sending us messages all the time. Some of them are pointless I mean, some of them are not pertinent or very important or whatever big word you want to throw in there. But some of them are. 
really fucking important. The big, huge, bold fucking sign. We just aren't paying attention, or we aren't, you know, thinking about it. Or the biggest thing is we just don't remember it. And sometimes, you know, it'll be days before you remember your dream. Something will happen. It'll trigger, and you think, "Oh my god, yeah, I had a dream like that." You know, blah blah. But. A lot of people think that they need a big professional written book to interpret their dreams, and you don't. Yes, if you want to get real in-depth with a bunch of deep-down subconscious shadow work shit, then yeah, maybe get a book that a professional wrote that explains, like, you know, a sex dream about, you know, a sex dream means... Um, you know, that you're blah, 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 or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's not everything's going to be exactly what the dream is, but it also could. And I think that it is another situation where dream interpretation is not universal. It doesn't mean the same thing for every single person. I think it's more of a unique look at it, I mean, it's it's very unique because it's your dream, and you are the only one who can basically even begin to understand that dream, or even explain that dream to anybody else. It's not like you can do the technology that they're coming out with is amazing, but um, we just can't do that yet. So, and I think it's Japan, they have been able to um, hook you up to a machine and play your dream on a television screen. Now, it's still fuzzy. It's still um, not anywhere near perfect. But basically, they they put you into like an MRI machine and they put these things on you or something. I'm not 100% sure. But they are able to basically play your dream back. Like, they're able to record your dream and play it back, which is so fucking cool because Travis has always wanted to um, be able to record dreams and then play them back. And that would just be fantastic if we could. And we're almost there. Like, Japan is working on this technology. And I wish them all the best. Because it will be fucking amazing when it comes to fruition and is everywhere. I don't think we'll see it as universal in my lifetime. But maybe my kids or my grandkids. That would be awesome for them. I mean, I just think it's super fucking cool. But anyway, my point is... You're the only one who can control your dream and explain your dream and really know how you felt with that dream. Because you can describe it to people, but they're never going to fully vision the dream the way you did. So the way you interpret it has to have something that comes from you to interpret it. It can't just be based off, you know, somebody else who is completely out of your brain and out of everything to to even know all of it. Um, We know ourselves and our lives better than anyone, so we're the best ones to interpret our own dreams. And, you know, sometimes we may have to, um, you know, really uh, do some diving or or not take it so... uh, That's what I'm looking for. At face value, you may have to do a little deep diving and and really think about it and, and try to pick it apart. Especially if you have parts that are fucking weird or make no sense or anything like that. So, when it comes to dreams, if your dreams are really vivid and you have a lot of dreams that you think might be sending you signs, do some research with them. Try to take down notes when you wake up. Um, you know, little 
even just a few words jotted down either on a, a journal or um, and the note app on your phone. That way it's something that will trigger your memory to be able to go back and think more about it. Because we forget them a lot of times when we get up. A sign that we miss the most, like if, you know, talking about the most things that we miss are other people. And it's something that someone else says or does or something that's just out of character for them. So think back. I'm sure we've all done something or had something happen or we've, we've said something. And then once it's over, we're like, oh my God, why did I say that? Like, I don't even know why I said that or I don't know why I even did that. Like, that's so weird for me. The universe is using you to send a sign or a signal or a message to somebody else. Um, I know that it is kind of odd thinking, you know, that the universe can bend us like that and make us do things like that, but it really can. Um, And when I say it, I mean literally anything. Um, Energy, spirit guides, blah, blah, blah. For all we know, a fucking deity entered into us and used our body and our voice to say or do something and then exited right out they got their message out they did something and now they're moving on but i have noticed so 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 many times that i have been a vessel for a message to someone else and i've had other people be a vessel for a message to me and if especially if the other person is uh, a mindful soul as well and they are like what the fuck and then you're both trying to like basically calm down from freaking out about the fact that something just used you as a vessel to send a message. It's just a fucking crazy feeling. It's really cool. It's really weird when the other person is not a mindful soul and you realize it just happened and you're like, oh my God, that's fucking crazy, but you can't tell them because they don't understand. And then you risk them thinking you need to go to a mental institution. So, um, yeah you'll have that, but I'm dead serious, guys, it really does, um, (laughs) it really is mind-blowing of where these signs and symbols come from, and all the things that they're trying, you know, that the universe itself is trying to send to us and tell us, and we just aren't paying attention all the time, so, uh, let's go and get this little ad out of the way, I'm going to go calm down after all of that for a second, and then we will start talking about how we can become more mindful and how we can start making sure that we are open to this and we're able to see and recognize these signs and signals and messages when they are coming to us. And we're back. I just want to apologize if that first part of the episode sounded fucking weird as fuck um I, I I don't know what happened um I really feel like somebody else kind of took over me for a little bit um yeah to be honest I'm not even really 100% sure what all I talked about um on my list here I marked some things out but it's just it's weird um kind of felt like I was an autopilot for a mo- moment. Like, I wasn't in control. I wasn't in control of the words coming out, but I heard them. I listened to them. So, I don't know. It was very fucking weird. So, all right. Uh, and let's pick back up with 
we were talking about um, signs and signals and how we ignore them a lot and how we need to be more mindful and paying attention to them and really um, trying to figure out what's happening and what, what's trying to speak to us so we can become more mindful as humans and witches. And it does help our craft, which I'll get to um, here in a few. So basically, I had made this conscious choice a while back that I wanted to become a mild, I wanted to become a more mindful soul. Wasn't really sure what all I needed to do to achieve that. And then as I got going, like I said, I would get to one of my goals. And by the time I'd hit that goal, I'd already had like three or four more goals in mind of, you know, levels I wanted to reach. And I still have several more to go, but this was one that was really important. I just really felt like I needed to talk to you guys about all of this. So what I, um, what I had started practicing was just listening and trying to be more aware, be more quote unquote woke as far as like, um, nature, not like political bullshit, but just, you know, taking the time to slow down and listen and trust your body and your soul to guide you. Um, trust is a very big thing. We trust people. Um, I only trust a handful of people in the world. Like literally only a small handful of people do I fully 100% trust. But myself is the, I'm the biggest one that I have a hard time trusting my guts, my instincts for a very long time. I had a horrible time trusting my intuition. We've, We've talked about this back in season one. Um, from day one pretty much how uh important it is to trust yourself your guts your instincts your premonitions your everything and that is where we have a lot of hard hard um, time with but i've gotten much better at it just taking the time to slow down and listen that's a huge 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 part of it it does this you guys this makes decision making so much easier because when you start paying attention to everything and become more aware of the things and listening to the universe speak to you, when you have decisions to make that are hard or difficult or maybe, you know, could lead to tons of different consequences, good and bad, when you're more aware and you're more spiritually awakened by the, you know, in tune with the universe and listening to her, then these decisions become easier and faster to make because you already know what's happening or you already know basically the outcome because you've listened to yourself you've listened to the signs the signals everything so you know we all have premonitions but far too often we just choose to ignore them no more that's done we're not going to ignore them anymore we're going to listen to our premonitions we're going to trust our guts we're going to um really pay attention to everything that's happening around us and you know what what's trying to reach out to us what's trying to be there <coughs> so let's stop all of that and start opening our minds and our bodies to become more mindful souls and really good ways that we can start this is by practicing keeping an open mind um it's far easier for some people and it's 
far harder for most. Um, when I say an open mind, I don't mean, you know, we all say, oh, I'm open-minded, but are we really open-minded? Do we really, truly believe deep down in our heart of hearts that we are an open-minded person? Do we have a hard time listening and trusting ourselves mostly? Do we have a hard time believing that things are different or changing or do we have a hard time accepting things are different or accepting that things are better for us, accepting that we really do have good luck, we really do have things go our way. These are all points that we have to get over and we have to learn to embrace to keep our mind open and free and be more aware and observant. It's much easier to just keep our mind closed and do the same old, same old, but if witchcraft were easy, everybody would do it, right? Just kidding, really. Witchcraft is easy. It's our ourselves that we need to focus on um, dealing with. Honestly, we are the um, most difficult person in our own lives because we are always wishy-washy on things. We second-guess ourselves. We um, just don't want to open ourselves up to possibilities and and different things. And it's not just uh, every person, you know, the same way. It's it's in different aspects of things. So, whereas you may be very open-minded in one area of your life, you may be very closed-minded in another. And somebody else that you come across may be the exact opposite. And it doesn't make either one of you a bad person. It just means that we have different parts of our lives that we are closed in. We need to learn to open them a little bit. We're going to start by just prying the door open just a hair bit. Letting it open up. Letting some of the air in and seeing how it feels. And not shutting the door immediately as soon as something doesn't go our way. So we're going to open it up. We're slowly going to become accustomed to it. And we're going to start becoming more aware of things and people and especially feelings. How things feel. What we feel. What we see. What we do. Um, you know, the different things like that and how they affect us and what they, what they're saying to us. A lot of this open-mindedness and becoming more aware and mindful is going to have a lot to do with feelings and how we feel, how things make us feel, how we let things make us feel. And if we are only letting it make us feel that way because that's what we've always done, or if we could um, feel a different way if we just kind of opened our minds, you know? It just really is an experimental game at this point. One of the things I think I just mentioned earlier is we can keep a journal or, um, you know, jot down some notes in our phone app or whatever works best for you. Some people like to... Um, physically write things down in a journal. Some people like to physically, or not really physically, but type out things in a note app. I like to do a voice recording memo, and it's mostly just because I like to... The the one problem I have with text is you can't feel the emotion through just reading the words. So when I use a voice app, I am recording my words, but also my emotions and how things, something made me feel. When I read something, I can go back and read it and it can kind of jog my memory to that exact 
tone, but it doesn't really um, return that feeling. It doesn't jog back the memories of that feeling. It doesn't put me back in that zone, like listening to my voice say those words or listening to the excitement or the sadness or the whatever emotion is in my voice at the time. So um, everybody has their own way to do it. That's just one thing I like to do. And I've noticed that by doing it with the, the um, vocal voice apps or voice memos, I kind of find different levels of, of things where some things, you know, I feel is a really strong sign and some things I feel as a little bit of a weaker sign and I could tell it by my voice and I can't explain it. I can't explain how my voice sounds when I'm more excited or when I'm less excited, but I can just hear it myself. I know that makes no fucking sense, but you all understand how your voice is. You can read your voice probably better than, you know, you can read mine. Oh, clearly better than you can read mine. But after a few days, go back and try to piece together some of these different um, pieces of data that you've gotten, to, you know, that you've taken in and how that sign made you feel. So you got to, you, you notice something that you think might be a sign or a signal or a message or something, but you're not really sure how, so you know what it was. And then take all of these that you've gotten together and try to kind of put it together. And I know that sometimes you're going to have signs or messages that are just one blunt fucking message. Like, um, you know, you see a sign that says got milk and reminds you, fuck, I need to get milk. Is it just a coincidence? It could be. Could it be, you know, the universe putting that you on that route to see that sign to remember you needed milk or it may remember, you know, made you remember eating creamer. These are some small signs, you know, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about anything on a huge scale, but um, track these things. So there are going to be some that are just parts of it, bits and pieces, and then it all comes together. So let me tell you guys about, I had a feeling, I had an interview with someone, right? And I just had a feeling that things were going to be off. And it wasn't even about the interview, it just... In general, for a week leading up to this, um, I didn't even have the interview set at this point. I just had some things coming up that just kept telling me something was going to be off. Something was going to be feeling or had a feeling of um, being let down, a feeling of not getting too excited for something I would normally get myself very excited about. And I just, I didn't know what it was, but I kept putting, you know, all this in my notes because I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Why? I just keep having these things and I could not figure out what the sign was at all. I just couldn't figure out what the universe was trying to tell me. And this was a week long situation. I had, um, just sign. I mean, I can't remember some of the signs. I just, I'm I'm trying to actually rock my brain and remember what the fuck they were. It's been a while back, but it was little things that, you know, I found a penny, but it wasn't heads up. So I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, you know, a sign that, you know, good luck, but not going to work out good luck to me. That's how I interpreted that sign. Um, I had, uh, oh, it was, um, the next day I went to Starbucks, had been to be in Lafayette, I went to Starbucks and I got my, um, caramel macchiato iced coffee, which I only drink very rarely because they do kill my stomach. 
and they said, yes, we're still serving breakfast, but we did not have any of the chicken bacon ranch, um, paninis that I wanted. So yes, it was still that time I made it, you know, with a few minutes left, but, and they had paninis, just not the one I wanted. So I was like, well, fuck. And it was little things like that. Nothing major that got me too, like, depressed. And it was all these little things that just kept making me think, all right, something is trying to, something is telling me, you know, warning me in advance not to get too excited for something that looks good or sounds good. And there were, like, five or six more different things that happened that weekend. I kept telling myself, something is going to happen. Like, something's up. And one of my coworkers actually was like, what is your deal? Why do you just feel, or why are you acting so weird? And I'm like, something's off. I don't know what it is something's off so at this point I'd already set the, up the interview for this person to come in and they just seemed wonderful they were going to be a perfect fit for us they wanted a night shift they preferred working weekends everything just seemed like it was going to be great I was like fuck man we finally found the the perfect applicant that we've been waiting for this is great it's all going to work and be fine and then um they did the back or they did the employee packet and everything. I kept waiting for them to send in and wait. And I kept thinking, what is taking them so long? Like I need them to, you know, fill this out and send in so I can do their, they can do their background check and we can get them going. Turned out that they were, um, not the ideal person they had made themselves out to be. Uh, they actually <laughs> had got, um, arrested for shoplifting, while they were waiting to fill out the applicant paperwork. A large amount of shoplifting, like major theft stuff. So, um, yeah, that was all those little things where the universe telling me, hey, don't get too excited. It's, it's not what you think, you know. It's not going to be what you want, or, you know. It's not going to work out the way you think. And it, it took me a little bit before I realized what was happening, um, that all those were that sign, but that's why I love the journaling idea of going in and making these, these notes of, well, this happened and this happened and then piecing them together. It just, this is just one example, small example. And I know that sounds like I've just kind of rambled on for this whole fucking episode about all this random shit and some of you may not find it interesting. Some of you may find it fucking like helpful as hell Everybody's different. They're going to find their own way with it. But I'm telling you guys, it can be a huge, huge difference to your life. Like, massively different. You just have to take time to hear and and listen and, and to know what's happening around you. And to be able to know what is going to be something that you should really you know, sorry, my brain is totally went on a, a field trip there. Um, it was to take time to just hear what is happening and then listen and follow. The, the signs are really out there. And I really believe that our deities and our spirit guides and, you know, karma and our loved ones are working around the clock to kind of protect us and to guide us. We just have to learn to listen more and learn to really open up and pay attention and get our minds in that mindset. We have to learn to watch for the signs and look out for them and um, watch and observe our surroundings and and our feelings and the way people make us feel and just how little tiny things can turn into something huge. Like, um, 
I want to go back to real quick when I was talking about the example of the person, um, the applicant. That was a small, or that was an example of many small things coming together. Um, a big one is a dream that I had, and um, when I woke up from that dream, I really thought it meant something else because at that point in my life, I fully believed that dreams all meant something completely different. Like it was just a okay, so a sex dream means that you. Um, need more attention or um, a dream that you're getting chased by a lion means that you want a cat you know something like that so the dream that I had I think I've told you guys before I had a dream that I was in a car accident the next morning or I had a dream that I was in a car accident the, that morning like when I woke up so the next morning on my way to work and I panicked and I did not want to go to work did not want to go my mom's like oh it'll be fine and I was late, and I, I didn't have my cell phone. This was back in '99, when you had there was like four versions of cell phones, and that was it. And they were bricks, and they were indestructible. So I'm like, fuck! I need to turn around and get my cell phone because I lived. I I worked in Lafayette, which from here is 30 miles. You know, it's all country land from here to there, so you can get to the next city. And someone told me to take, go back and get my cell phone. Like that was my sign: go get your cell phone. Do not forget your cell phone that day and I'm damned if I did not have everything happen just like that in my fucking dream literally the entire fucking dream just happened in real life there was a car coming around the curb and they were on my side and I ended up swerving lost control went off the road down to a ditch and my car just flew off the road and something literally was speaking to me to make sure my window was rolled down make sure I had my phone because I crawled out of my window and I fell into a patch of poison ivy, poison oak, and poison sumac, which I am like deathly fucking allergic to. So I swole up like a balloon when I actually bent my legs. The nasty stuff from the um, rash had squirted out the back of my, of my uh, knee ditch and just made my pants like super stiff because it was just full of all the poison coming out and I had to go and get shots and IVs and medications and all kinds of shit to make this stuff stop because I'm so allergic to it it was really scary but had I not had that dream warning me to take my phone and to roll my window down number one I wouldn't have gotten out of that car I've been stuck there until someone came to get me number two I wouldn't have had a phone to be able to call for help because I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere and the car that had caused all this they took off so it's very rare to even see a vehicle on that road but to have the same one as in the dream come be there cause the accident and then take off you just don't have that as a coincidence it's just not a coincidence it's life and I'll give you one more really strong fucking dream that was to the point. Um, it was the night, I was praying with Brady, and it was the night before my doctor's appointment. I had a dream that I went to labor with Brady on the way up there. And the entire fucking thing, like when I woke up, everything was just so vivid. The entire dream was completely vivid. I woke up thinking it was real, actually looking for the baby, shocked I was pregnant. So I had a doctor's appointment that morning, and I told Travis take the diaper bag, take the car seat, take everything. I'm, I'm going to have this baby. And he's like, I see it. We're just going to a doctor's appointment. I said, Nope, take everything. I'm in labor. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, I'm in labor. Take everything. So we did. 
And I'll be damned if by the time we didn't hit West Point, which was kind of like the halfway point between, well, I guess it's like the, I don't know, it's like the one-thirds point. It's not quite, I don't know. It's almost half. But anyway, the point is, we hit that spot and everything started happening just like my fucking dream. And I went into labor with him on the way up there. And that dream was a very, very, very clear, vivid sign of what was happening. So, I mean, we have big ones, we have little ones, everybody's going to have different things, but when we become more open to this and we're more aware and we practice being observant and absorbent, which is another thing, then we will become more mindful and this will have a huge fucking just advantage for us in life, in all aspects of our life, really. So look for the signs, be observant, sorry. Um, One of my favorite things to do is just kind of disconnect and listen, Um, disassociate. You guys do that. I cannot be the only one that just like disassociates, right? You just like kind of stare off and go off and let yourself go and let your mind just go and wander. Well, I can disassociate and I can listen and observe everything and absorb, I don't know why I can't say that word today, kind of absorb it and just take it all in and you don't even have to think about it because you're just zoned. You're, you're, you've checked out, your subconscious is in control and all of that just kind of soaks into you and then when you open your eyes and you snap out of it you've obtained that and then you can start processing and feeling it. I can't be the only one who does that. Like, it's an amazing feeling to do. I love doing that. I love dissociating, especially when I meditate. It's one of my favorite ways to kind of get in the zone and just go. Just dissociate and just feel whatever I feel and, and reach that spot of nirvana. And it's it's amazing feeling. And it's very much the same way that we can do with with this and and with our crap because it's so handy and gives us such an advantage when we are more mindful of our souls and our bodies and we're just more like a fucking sponge ready to soak all this up all this information up and all the everything I know I'm just sounding like I'm just rambling at this point but I promise you I'm just very excited about this I'm very excited about how much this has changed my life and my craft I literally I've become more in tune with the universe and with nature and I feel like I'm more connected to deities now than I've ever been because I am more open to the signs and messages that they're sending me I am more um observant of what they're trying to warn me about and I have become way more open in all aspects of my life and more confident and more patient with my craft I go into things feeling much more um just phenomenal I guess is the word I want to use I really feel like I am hot shit when I step up to the altar to do something, especially when it's, I feel like I've gotten a sign about it, or I feel like a message has come through to me about something, some part of it, and I feel like it opens you up to being so much more, and 
it just more, makes you more creative because you are subconsciously taking all these signs and messages in and you're turning them into information and, and you're becoming a problem solver by putting them together and trying to figure out what the message is or the sign is if it's like, you know, a coded one or isn't coming through super clear. And then you're able to take all of this and put it into your craft. And I'm telling you, writing spells after doing this is so much easier and doing different rituals because you feel like all of these people and souls and energies and deities and everything are on your side and they're standing with you and they're helping you do these things because you have opened your mind and your body and your soul to let them in and they're guiding you through everything step by step and it feels like you're a team and not just a single person doing these things anymore it feels like they are basically in you helping you and kind of taking over it's kind of like an out-of-body experience in a way and that's literally it it's it's a feeling that is hard to describe and explain and i feel like it's happening right now like what happened in the first episode that i said i can't explain but i'm actually kind of aware of it right now which is really fucking weird but i just feel like if we really practice being a more mindful soul and be more aware of the signs and messages that messages that the universe is sending to us that we are literally going to become unstoppable in so many aspects of our lives lives uh, it literally just feels like you're not alone it feels like every deity you've ever worked with every lost loved one every spirit living in your home or wherever you're at around you is literally a team helping you get through life and it, and it's just a crazy awesome feeling to have that confidence and knowledge and all the things um with you so yeah i'm gonna quit rambling um i felt so compelled to share this episode and, and share this and I really felt like it was going to go a completely different way. And then as I got in, like I said, the first half, I felt like some out-of-body experience shit happening. This half, halfway through this half, I kind of felt like we just kind of went down the same road. So, very weird. Um, but I really feel like, I keep saying I feel like, I feel like, this is really weird. But being a more mindful soul of a person has really benefited my craft because I just feel like when I am doing something, I'm more confident. I know things more. I don't have to look things up as much as I had to do before for things that I wasn't 100% sure of. I just feel like I have more confidence in it. And it's almost like there guiding us it's like they're holding our hands and, and being involved in it too and it's really cool when you see something and you know that that is a sign just for you or you know that's a message just for you everyone else can see it but it's not a message for them or a sign for them it's for you and once you are more in tune with your own body and your own soul and the universe around you then you are going to start picking up on things that are just for you that aren't for other people and you're going to see things that you're going to see. Um, I just sound really weird. You're going to see things you're going to see. Duh. 
you're going to notice that you will see things that are a sign, but that sign's not for you. You're going to be someone in the background, and you're going to notice that there's a sign for someone else, and you're just waiting for that person to see that sign or that message. Kind of like my friend with the uh, repeating numbers or the angel numbers. I could see it happening to her, and it was just waiting for her to figure out what that is. And I think she realized now. Um, and it's really cool because you get to see and experience that through someone else. So, yeah, it's been crazy, guys. Um, I did not mean to ramble, rant, or go down a weird path of things, but it kind of went that way. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so... Let's all just try to be a little more mindful and listen to the universe. Try to watch out for our signs and messages and follow them and see where they take us. Because we're not alone in this universe. There's always someone there with us or something that is with us. We're never truly alone. There's always someone or something there. We just need to... uh, talk back to them and listen when they talk have a wonderful wonderful week and i hope everybody just opens their mind and becomes very mindful so all right guys bless me love you bye